basically, I can't make you believe that wrestling is for real, but I can sure make you believe I am. This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Running like this Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. You know, uh, I really, really, really hate opening the show and having bad news like this. Earlier today, Roddy Piper passed away. Yes, it's... Yeah, it's like, I. there's no words, there are no words that can express how deeply saddened I am by this because... In, in professional wrestling, he was absolutely one of the top people that I looked up to. So, Yes, it's very unfortunate. Uh, Roddy Piper passed away. They're saying that it was cardiac arrest. Um, and our condolences to his family, friends, all the fans out there that love Piper so much and uh, look up to him and uh, grew up watching him. Uh, our condolences. He just uh, he helped. Free. He helped completely change professional wrestling as a whole. He took it into that era of rock and wrestling with Hulk Hogan, with Cindy Lauper, with all these characters, all these these big big personalities, and he will definitely be sorely missed. Yeah, he was always a fan favorite. Um, and uh, as always, we want to leave marking out open to all of our listeners and uh, uh, the friends of listeners. If you want to share your favorite Piper moment or any memories that you may or that you may have that you would like to share, feel free to tweet us it, leave it as a comment, leave it on our Facebook, Facebook.com/slash marking out, and we'll uh, share it on our podcast next week. Yeah, I mean, there's um, like tons of people outspoke or not outspoke i don't know tons of people wrote things on twitter and social media about this uh ronda rousey tweeted or yeah tweeted and instagram saying thank you for the name and so much more we'll do it justice and do you proud tomorrow this one's for you roddy but i mean seth green tweeted about it um i mean vince mcmahon tweeted just yeah it's a big loss in uh, the wrestling community and um, outside of the wrestling community as well. A lot of he had a lot of fans. Yeah, uh, at today's A's game, Josh Reddick came out to Piper's theme song, stepped up to the plate, I should say. Hopefully, fans understood the reference. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, I know they they did a, a ten bell salute for him at tonight's house show. Uh, do you have a favorite Piper moment? Um, I don't know particular moment though. I don't. It was really cool seeing him at the Nashville Coliseum with uh, Cindy Lauper and Wendy Richter and mm-hmm. Heath Slater, I should say, and Layla, not to leave her out. But uh, it was really, really cool getting to see him wrestle a match at Madison Square Garden against Miz and Alex Riley was the special guest referee there. Yeah, I, I agree. I was really 
excited and very happy that I got to see him in action um, and pick up a victory over the Miz as well. It, uh, it wait, was always was very. That, was that at the Nassau Coliseum then? I'm on. I'm unsure, but that might have been the Coliseum. I'm not sure. But he was always very energetic, very char- uh, char- uh, charismatic, and he always had a way with his words that really just uh, engaged you. And it's very unfortunate. Yeah, uh, I mean, a, another a brutal match that you guys could watch is uh, Roddy Piper versus Greg Valentine in the dog collar match. I think that's Starcade '83. And that's mm-hmm. that's an insane match, but like there's, I'm sure it's on the network. Uh, yeah, I believe so. But there's just like tons of stuff. Yeah. Like uh, they live. I'm not into horror films or anything. Not that that's completely a horror film because it's not. Like it's not a slasher film or anything. It's, it's more just, of a Twilight Zone, like sci-fi uh, almost. I guess yeah. you'd say. But he was the main character in, in that. Even watching, uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. He played the maniac. Yeah, oh I, yeah, I, I remember enjoyed. that. Yeah, multiple episodes there. Uh, just, it's, I'm so disappointed that I never got a chance to meet him. But it was cool uh, getting to hear stories from people that we've come across in the industry. I know Hacksaw Jim Duggan had tons of Piper stories because they did Legends House What's together. What's one of them? I just a bunch of. I mean, you uh, rode in the car with uh, Hacksaw. Do yeah. you have any one that's that you remember? No, just there was just a bunch of them getting into trouble and stuff like that. All right, so fun stuff. Yeah, but I will definitely miss Roddy Piper, and uh, I definitely thank thank him for everything that he's contributed to professional wrestling. Yeah, thank you very much, and once again, our condolences to all. And leave and marking out's always a uh, open forum for you. And um, uh, we we definitely uh, we're gonna pay tribute to him with a ten bell salute. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Marking Out episode 234. I am one of your hosts, Dave. You can go follow me on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore M-O. I am alongside Brandon. Brandon, you can go be followed at BTTG161. Brandon, how are you doing? Uh, I wish I could say awesome as always, but uh, with the news that broke with Roddy Piper... It's difficult to say that. Yeah, it really uh, dampens the spirit of everyone. I feel. Yeah. Uh, you could be in the, you could be having the best day, but when you hear the news about something like this, it just really sucks the li- it sucks the life and wind out of you. It's yeah. like you get punched right in the gut. And it sucks. Like he was literally always at the top, top, top of my list that of of uh, professional wrestlers or just anyone in general that I really, really wanted to meet, and it just never yeah, never fell into a place where I could have met him. 
Yeah. It sucks. But uh, I want to thank the Renegade 28 because he sent in uh, that WWE did a 10 bell salute or a tribute to him at uh, the house show tonight. And uh, we're going to. That's very classy of them. Yeah. And we'll uh, do some fan memories now, I guess. Yeah, we let's have, do it up. We have from at the Power Surge saying that his favorite Piper moment was the parody of They Live done by South Park. That was the, uh, I guess, Jimmy versus Timmy. Okay, they, I, I they, know this scene. Yeah, they did the shot for shot remake of They Live. Yeah. We also had an email sent to us from Chase. Uh, he goes on to say, On February 10th, 1991, my dad took me to the convention center in Columbus, Ohio to see WWF. It was my first wrestling show. It was also the first time I got to see one of my favorites, Rowdy Roddy Piper. At that time, I owned everything from Roddy Piper's uh, action figures, his uh, plush dolls, you name it, I had it. I was in awe of this guy that I watched on TV and finally got to see him live in person. In 2006, I went to Cincinnati to see him at a WWE pay-per-view where he teamed with Ric Flair and won the tag team titles. Today, that man passed away and part of my childhood has sadly died. To me, he is on the Mount Rushmore of great wrestlers. Wrestling will never be the same again. Rest in peace, Roddy Piper. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for everything you've given in and out of the ring. This was sent once again from Chase. You can go follow him on Twitter, ChaseM262. Thank you very much for uh, sharing your thoughts. It's like, I'm, I obviously, I started watching in 97, so any Piper that I saw was WCW, I think until WrestleMania 19, where he showed up to... Uh, help Vince McMahon against Hulk Hogan. But when I went back and watched all the Roddy Piper interviews, promos, matches, it was just like the same exact way. Jack specific, even uh, when they, when they were doing the classic series, remember those figures? I uh, no. the classic figures, the Jack specific, the WWE, like they, they released the first series was like Undertaker, Triple H, Andre the Giant. Are these like the the large ones? HBK. No, like the regular size wrestling figures. The ones from like 2000. When were those from? 2003? Oh, no. Is this the one that Captain Lou was a a part of? Yeah, everyone. Captain Lou, Bobby Heenan. Yeah. But Jack Specific put out exclusive ones that were, I don't know if they were one out of 100 or one out of 500. I don't know which one that it was, but one one of them had like the the shirt that he wore with the panther on it, and the other one was the boxing one from WrestleMania two, and I literally I was they were like five hundred bucks each, and I was going to buy them and they sold out so fast and I was so disappointed that I that I never got them but it's just even when uh, WWE had. The uh, SummerSlam Collector's Cups, I think it, I think they were SummerSlam Collector's Cups from 7-Eleven. Uh, Roddy Piper, they had Roddy Piper, that's the one I picked up. Yeah, I have the Piper one as well. Yeah, so it's like, just that, just, I was so infatuated with 
everything he did. And he'll be so missed. All right, let's move on to some Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Monday Night Raw kicked off. Triple H, Stephen McMahon, and Seth Rollins made their way down to the ring. And uh, Triple H announced that for the first time ever, SummerSlam will be now four hours long. They wanted, That's crazy. Yeah, they wanted to go big in New York, New Jersey. It moved to Brooklyn. And Brooklyn, we go hard. Is that what they say? I don't know. Something like that? I don't know. <laughs> Something like that. So oh, four four hours. Yeah, so four hour long show with Triple H. I mean, uh, Undertaker versus Brock Lesnar is the main event. But uh, as far as Monday Night Raw goes, he also said that it will be a bunch of uh, firsts, a night of firsts on the on the card. I guess you would say Finn Balor. No, I was talking about a night of firsts for Monday Night Raw. Oh. Yeah, so he, he announced a bunch of matches. Stephanie announced the matches. But uh, that basically led into Seth Rollins then speaking about beating Brock Lesnar. John Cena came out and said that Seth Rollins is a joke and doesn't do the WWE Championship justice. What Wait, how did Seth Rollins defeat Brock Lesnar? What do you mean? Oh, well, he beat him at, well, technically. He had, he had Lesnar announced as the winner, and he won. No, no, but at WrestleMania, yes, he didn't directly defeat Brock Lesnar there. He did, he pinned, wait, he pinned no, Reigns, not right? WrestleMania. At WrestleMania, yeah, he pinned Reigns. So, yeah. but technically in that match, he did defeat Brock Lesnar to become WWE champion. Because he, because okay. Brock was in that match. All right. So what do you do you think that he doesn't do the WWE championship justice? Who Rollins? Yeah. No, I think it's great. I love the fact that Seth Rollins is champion. I yeah. think that I'm actually very surprised that, surprised I give him a ton of credit coming from Ring of Honor where Tyler Black could not cut a promo for his life. Absolutely. While now Seth Rollins is cutting great promos engaging the crowd knowing exactly what to say to uh, play up his heel character. And I think that him as WWE champion is uh, perfect right now. Even, like, take out Tyler Black, even from when they debuted with The Shield and it was all Ambrose for the most part, where yeah. Reigns would be like, believe that, and Rollins would have, like, a line or two. Huge improvement. I do wish that Roman Reigns would go back to that, though. One line? Yeah. I think that as a as a man of his physique, I think that one line is all you... I think your actions need to speak louder than your words. Well, I mean, um, it's not like he doesn't back it up. Yeah, but his promos aren't really that good anyways. But uh, anyway, John Cena said that it should be him versus Seth Rollins for the WWE Championship. Stephanie said, oh, let's ask the crowd. Crowd's all chanting, obviously, yes, 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 which, by the way, is now in the next year's game of NHL. NHL what? I don't know. NHL 16, I think it's called. Oh. Uh, because the Islander fans do that. No, nah, there you go. Marks. <laughs> but, For real. Yeah. But uh, Stephanie goes, no, not going to happen. 
that match is not going to happen. You're not going to face Seth Rollins for the WWE Championship. And uh, Triple H is like, you know what? You got the U.S. Championship on the line, Seth. So that match was made for the main event, John Cena versus Seth Rollins for the WWE United States Championship. Uh, up next, one of the matches that Triple H made, night of firsts, Big Show, picked up the victory against Dean Ambrose via countout. And uh, I guess I get the main thing to take away from this match was the fact that Miz was on commentary, basically just lobbying for them to strip the Intercontinental Championship from Ryback. Yeah, that's going to be uh, pretty interesting to see how well that goes. I, I think that Ryback should be stripped depending on how long he's going to be out for. Right. But then on the other hand, look how long uh, Brock Lesnar was stripped before he, they took the title away from him. They didn't strip him of the title. Exactly. And it's like, yeah, that's the thing. like Because it happens... So, like an injury yeah. in the past, since what, 2013, mm -hmm. has happened so often. Daniel Bryan stripped. Yeah. Then, then, again, Daniel Bryan has to give up the IC title, but that's not I, his own uh, doing. Which I guess that it's, I, I understand that storyline, but on the other hand, I, I think that they should be stripped of the title, especially if they're going to be un unable to have a match within like three weeks, two, two, three weeks, because that puts a stalemate in the storylines and that pretty well, much, it, it should be 30 days. And if you look at Brock Lesnar, Brock wasn't defending that 30 days. Yeah. That, that was always, Oh, I hated that. But as, as far as the match, big show versus Ambrose, it was, it was good. Not, yeah. I mean, nothing to write home about. No, no. Came to an end when Big Show hit the knockout punch when Dean Ambrose went to go hit the suicide dive. And uh, then the ref counted him out. And afterwards, Big Show went to go spear Dean Ambrose through the barricade. And Dean Ambrose stepped aside and kind of helped Big Show through. So, yeah. When was the last time I said this on Twitter that this barricade spot happens way too often, and I know you say that I, also. I hate it so much. I feel Whether like we literally your big show. I feel like we saw it like last week, not last week though. Like that was not literal. We saw the most recent we saw it was with Mark Henry, I believe, against Roman Reigns. So when was maybe that? right? I don't know. I don't. Remember. Uh, when Mark Henry came back, I think. So, three weeks ago? Yeah, I don't remember. I but think, that, like, three weeks ago on SmackDown, it's insane. we saw it. It's insane that, like, why is that a spot that, like, we've seen that so many times. There's not, there's no, re like, you don't go every Hell in a Cell match. You're not going to a guy climbing up the cell yeah. to fall through it. I, I, yeah, it's stupid. Uh, next up, you have Neville taking on Fandango, picking up a victory. It was it was really cool that uh, Fandango locked the gory special in. I don't think I've seen him do that before. Yeah, but uh, I don't know why commentary didn't say that. Michael Cole was just like, "Oh wow!" And Fandango is being awesome right now, basically. Just mm -hmm. like you, you know the move. You know that's the gory special. Come on, just call it. Call it what yeah. it is. But uh, afterwards, Stardust cut a promo saying that he wants Neville to be his hero. 
Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's taking a while to build up. Yeah, I actually given us a match yet but yeah i feel like it's taking too long to build up especially with the association of steven amell i feel like the association with him and the match for SummerSlam is taking a little bit too long to build up but like i don't feel like it's there i mean it's I, I probably the writer's fault no offense to the writers if they're listening to this but it's also WWE had pay-per-view two week, two week, two week, two week, two weeks, and now it's it's like five weeks. Yeah, I mean, I feel like they should have pulled the trigger on Amel and announced the SummerSlam match already, or his involvement with SummerSlam, as or they should have announced it at Comic Con um, when Stephen Amel was taking fielding questions and someone asked him about WWE and he mentioned how he can't say whether he's wrestling or not, but. There is discussion about him being involved at SummerSlam. But I feel like that would have been the perfect time for th- them to have him announce the match or his involvement in it. Like when and CM that, Punk came and uh, yeah. interrupted WWE's panel? Yeah, now it's just really... Uh, I'm still very interested to see what's going to happen, but I feel like it's getting too close to SummerSlam. But it's not. There's still three weeks for them to do something. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Up next, we saw Sasha Banks defeat Paige. Uh, I guess the only thing really... It was obviously a good match. Yeah. And uh, during the commercial, Naomi, Tamina, and uh, Charlotte, and uh, Becky Lynch were, were... They started arguing, and the ref tossed them from ringside there. But these are the kind of matches that I feel like... It, it's it's weird because I don't want WWE to forget about the other divas. Yeah, but on the other hand, you want the, I I want the ones that deserve to shine to be shining. And Paige obviously deserves to be shining. Sasha Banks obviously deserves it. Yeah. So, and and as long as they keep going out there and putting on these good matches where. People are absolutely interested in it rather than being like, oh, going to the bathroom. Where yeah, I remember at TLC, which I'm still pissed off at because Naomi was wrestling and she's such a good wrestler, how, how long the, the line was for the bathroom. Yeah. This is definitely going to be kind of like the separation between – I think we're seeing that transition of uh, diva wrestling to women wrestling. And yeah, I know it's still called divas. But I feel like there's a big difference between divas wrestling and women's wrestling. Yeah. I feel like we will be seeing women's wrestling now. Up next, Rusev was out in the ring with Summer Rae. And uh, Rusev was discussing uh, about the way to, uh, to treat an American woman. And he brought out some presents for Summer Rae. He brought out a little dog. Named Dog Ziggler. Yeah. So wherever, I guess Ziggler's still selling the neck injury. And I hope, yeah. he's, I hope he's coming back soon. Which well, I, I guess obviously this sets up for something with him. It depends on how long he takes to film. He's filming the movie right now. Right. So I assume he'll be back like the, in two weeks before SummerSlam. Two weeks before SummerSlam. Do you think that it's stupid for... Them to be uh, 
putting Rusev with Ziggler when Ziggler's not on television? Not necessarily. Or even res- I mean, we haven't even heard a response from Ziggler. Do you think they should at least be giving a having him do some um, what is it well, satellite well, feed interview or the, uh, like get get one. something from him? Maybe he can't speak because his vocal cords were injured in the crutch attack. But I mean, as long as I guess as long as Rusev is keeping Ziggler's name on TV, I'm fine with it. I mean, then this leads me into. Uh, I'm not going to speak about it because I'm not going to jump ahead, but it really, I'm not a fan of what they do with Rusev later on. Well, um, with this whole segment, after the little dog happened, he gave Summer Rae another gift, which was a headless fish. Because I guess Lana's a cold fish. But uh, Lana came out and said that Summer Rae is a cheap copy of her. And uh, locked her in, I, I want to say an arm bar. It's not an arm bar. But whatever move she hit her in. And yeah. uh, then shoved her face into that fish. And then Rusev punted that fish. Imagine that fish. Like, if you were at Monday Night Raw, and Rusev, Rusev punted the fish, and it, like, luckily it landed on the ramp. But if now, that, if it was Brock Lesnar... <laughs> if it was Lesnar, it would have been out in the crowd anywhere. Yeah. He would have chucked, yeah. But if that fish, I swear to God, dude, if that fish landed on me, I would have, I probably would have cried, thrown up, and laughed at the same time. That's interesting. I hate fish, so if, yeah. if that touched me, especially because it had no head on it, ugh, I can't even, like, ugh, I can't. I eat gefilte fish and chopped uh, tuna fish salad, that's it. There you go. That's as fishy as they could take. Uh, next up, you had Lucha Dragons defeating Matadors. Um, good match. Oh, look at that. Yeah, good match. I'm glad you finally agree. Good match. Yeah. Uh, and uh, that's like the thing. Like, I can't see how they're so good. Los Matadores are so good. Like, forget about Kalisto, because Kalisto is in a whole other different... Yeah. Universe of good. He's on his own level. Not to say Sin Cara isn't. Yeah, but he's not on Kalisto level. Right, but... No offense to Unico. But, I mean, Sin Cara. But Los Matadores, I, I'm such a fan of them, and I'm happy that WWE's giving them the time to to shine here. Get, we're getting more Matadores matches. Yeah. New Day came out, though. Caused a little distraction there. Uh, primetime players were on commentary, and when New Day came out, they got into the faces of primetime players, and that's when one of the Matadores had their back turned, and uh, turned back, and Kalisto quick rolled up, did that little Harkarana thing. There. Uh, next up, you had the uh, Wyatt family, Bray Wyatt and uh, Luke Harper. Yeah, Bray Wyatt told this long story. Um, I guess it was about like an injured animal or something and basically said that Luke Harper was a broken man and that he fixed him. And then Luke Harper said that he's now stronger than ever. So it was basically just a warning to Roman Reigns and Dean Ambrose. 
which I kind of feel like this is kind of taking too long for a build-up to SummerSlam. Yeah, I feel like this storyline has... Bray Wyatt, they really hate on the creative end. They have to. Because he deserves to have that spotlight on him. And they just keep on wiping it away from him. And then they put him in, like, just storylines just just really drag. Like, oh, Ryback's in my way. Yeah. Why is he in your way? But, I mean, with... uh... As far as this goes, this was everyone's like, oh my god, Sting's coming on Raw tonight. Sting's yeah. definitely going to be on Raw. But, no. No Sting. Which, no. Sting was announced he's going to be partaking in a, uh, a uh, meet and greet session for SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. Him and HBK. That he is. So, that's his involvement with SummerSlam. <laughs> Um, yeah. Up next, though, we saw Becky Lynch tag teaming with Charlotte, defeating Nikki Bella and Alicia Fox. I was a fan of this match. Were you a fan of that drop kick that Charlotte Flair hit? Yeah. Why not? Because I thought it was it, fine. It literally looked like she forgot how to do one midair. I thought it was fine. It was on par with the Bella Twins when they. No. Uh, no, 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 no. A few months ago, maybe try like last year or year and a half ago, maybe, or something like that. Nah. Prior was... to 2012, I'll say. There's I mean, I no. I'm with it. That dropkick was awful. And then also, there was another point in that match where she waited too long on the apron before she turned around to, to make, it, to make uh, Alicia Fox was going to kick her. Made her look stupid. I don't know. The only person I really paid attention to in this match was Becky Lynch. Who's on fire. Yeah, completely. Next up, you had Randy Orton picking up a victory over Kevin Owens. Uh, not uh, not very clean, though. Yeah, via disqualification. But not on Kevin Owens' behalf. No. It was Sheamus. Sheamus hit Randy Orton with a bro kick. He was on. Uh, he was sitting there on commentary for the match, and it's really awesome because he called Randy Orton, Randy Borton. Someone's a listener. <laughs> I mean, have we not been saying that for years, though? I think since I mean, 2006. I'm not gonna. No, I don't want to say since 2006 because Randy, like, he was. Nah, he did. Well, he was Apex Predator or whatever. He had a. Uh... He was pretty hot at the time. I would say he was going downhill for me in 2008. I think really? it was 2008, 2009. When he feuded with John Cena, when he like punted him in the head with the steel chair, uh, that's when he was at his peak for me. Oh, but like, I mean, 2011, I think, was when he had the feud with Christian. And they had really good matches there. Yeah. So, but... Yeah, Sheamus called him Randy Borton, and uh, I, I I agree. In 2015, I agree with him. But uh, as far as the match itself, Kevin Owens versus uh, Randy Orton, it was good. There yeah. are just times here and there where it looks like Randy Orton just doesn't care. Like, I don't want to be here. Yeah, but Kevin Owens definitely brought out the best in Randy Orton. I mean, Nadi, I don't think so. I don't think Randy Orton's best was in that. I well, feel like no, Randy Orton... But it wasn't a bad match. Right, not at all. He brought, he brought it the good. 
Right, and I think that Randy Orton's best matches happen on pay-per-views these days. So. Yeah. Whether or not we'll see Randy Orton, maybe like a Fatal 4-Way or something. It seems like they're doing something uh, I, like I, that. I think so. But think uh, so. after that took place, after the Brogue kick, Sheamus went to go beat down Randy Orton, and Cesaro ran down. Tried to even the odds there, but eventually Cesaro got hit with the pop-up powerbomb. Yeah. So, obviously it looks like... It's weird how, like, one week Cesaro, Kevin Owens are with John Cena and Rusev, and then just like, oh, yeah. nope, and then now Rusev, Rusev's back to Dolph Ziggler. Cena's yeah, on to Rollins. And Cesaro and, uh, Cesaro and Owens are with... Um, Sheamus and Orton. Right, exactly. Um, next up, you had your main event of the evening. John Cena, the U.S. champion, took on Seth Rollins, the WWE champion. Uh, this match was for the U.S. championship. Uh, John Cena retained his title. Very, it's like, it's like, I thought I, it was a very good match. Yeah. I don't think anyone thought that Seth Rollins had a chance of becoming U.S. champion. But the match was still fun to watch, and John Cena delivers, Seth Rollins yeah. delivers. And uh, Seth Rollins definitely delivered. He uh, delivered a broken nose to John Cena. And it's like, I still I still don't understand when there's people that go out there and be like, wrestling, wrestling's fake, right? Yeah. Well, like... John Cena broke his nose. Well, I mean, it was an accident, though. No, obviously it was an accident. Yeah. But John Cena broke his nose, and Seth Rollins, I mean, yes, yeah, Seth Rollins kneed him in the face, but John Cena continued the match. Yeah, I think that, I mean, the fake stuff, that's not really, I, I don't know, because if it was up to them, that would have been rather been a miss than anything. Right, but what's fake? Um, what's but, fake and real? Like, professional wrestling is all uh, real. The only thing that's... It's predetermined. It's not fake. It's predetermined. Um, yeah. But <laughs> I think that the... That knee, it was brutal. And the fact that John Cena still continued, he told the doctor, the doctor got right in there trying to wipe up the blood... Uh, take care of John Cena. John Cena told him he's fine. He's continuing. He they continued didn't stop for the like, match. like 10 more minutes. Yeah, they didn't stop the match or anything. And, and then they continued with uh, facial uh, shots where Seth Rollins rocked him with an insecurity to, right to the face Yeah, uh, when he was on the ring apron. And this, this definitely really helps boost Seth Rollins' character. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a lot of fun to watch and I, you know me, I've said it so many times on the, on the podcast that I barely watch raw online listening but, experience. <laughs> I'm now. just kidding. <laughs> uh, but we, but I tuned I was watching, uh, some of raw and this match I was glued to the television for, I was intrigued. I was, once he started bleeding, I'm like, Oh my God, this just like, but it really shows how much blood makes a difference in a match. Like it got me like, like when a shark sees blood, you get they like go in and everything. It's like when a fan sees blood, it gets more intense the match, and it just adds so much more to it. But it has to be like, it can't just be over the top like a hardcore match or something like that. 
Right. Where there's just like where there's some like like a death match. There's too much blood, and then there is blood where it adds to the match. And I feel like this really it added something to the match and kicked it up a notch. Even though it was unintentional, it still worked out. My friend who does not, I mean, he just started to like rewatch, or not rewatch, I guess you could say rewatch, but he started to watch again. Uh, was watching Raw and goes, Yeah, that, 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 meant to, that was meant to happen, right? I was like, No. Yes. They, they intentionally meant <laughs> to like break they, John Cena's nose. No, I, I think he thought that maybe John Cena bladed. Yeah. I was like, Dude, look at his face. Like, that's a broken nose. Where is he going to bleed on his nose? I mean, you never know this. I mean, no. I, could, I could cut my nose right now and ble- be bleeding. It's not going to really bleed all that much. Mine probably would. Not I've, really. You know, I've never had a nosebleed ever. You're lucky. I, I don't know what the experience is of holding your head up or squeezing yeah. it. I don't know. Um, I'll be screwed if, if I ever have like kids or I'm near somebody with a nosebleed. I'm like, I have no clue. Yeah. <laughs> it's like using nope. tissue. I don't know. Yeah. It, it was, but this match, it, uh, overall, it was a lot of fun to watch. And I think, for the most part, a lot of fans will agree. Uh, unfortunately, yeah, I can't believe I'm going to say this. Unfortunately, John Cena won't be on Raw this upcoming week, I don't think. Yeah, he was pulled uh, from the house show. Yeah, he had to undergo uh, surgery on his nose to repair the broken nose. So now we're going to see him revert to a uh, dashing Cody Rhodes gimmick. Maybe. Right? Right, that's when he was dashing. He had the mask. No, I not think. no, no. I don't think so. Dashing because dashing shows off your looks. Okay, well, I guess we're gonna see him wearing one of those uh, face guards. Did but... Undertaker ever wear? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, yes, of course. Work. Undertaker wore one. Yeah. I was trying to think. Like I don't remember. Like in my head, I'm trying to picture recent Undertaker, and I'm like, no. Uh, Trish Stratus did. Trish Stratus, yeah. Undertaker. Um. Uh, Cody Rhodes. Yeah, I can't think of anybody else off the top of my head. LeBron James. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that? Horace Grant. I don't know who that is. Basketball player. I, I know LeBron James. That's about I think it. that's as far him. as I go into the basketball realm. I know Patrick uh, Ewing. I know. Patrick I, Ewing. Yeah, I know. I know Michael Jordan. I know, um, I know the cast, Larry Johnson from uh, Space Jam. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I'm I, very disappointed that he's not going to be on Raw. But like I said the other week, it's always maybe okay to get a week here and there in between. That is true, but I, 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 I guess mean, you, you literally you can't go, gonna go back to that U.S. challenge, hopefully. Right, hopefully. I mean, we. St- I mean, probably not. It'll probably be a build up to him versus Rollins. I want to say. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah. But um, speaking of Seth Rollins, moving on to some SmackDown. Wow, you didn't say it this week. I wonder if you say that often. Where I say SmackDown, and you go SmackDown. SmackDown. You know what I'm talking about? No. No. Well, you should listen to the show. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, you say that pretty often, I think. Smackdown. But uh, Seth Rollins opened up the show and spoke about, again, everything that he's accomplished on his own, completely leaving out J&J Security and Kane and everybody else. And uh, he spoke about breaking John Cena's nose, which uh, Cesaro interrupted and spoke about how Seth Rollins tapped out 
to John Cena on Monday Night Raw. And uh, then he challenged him to a match right then and there. And then uh, Cesaro went ahead and defeated Seth Rollins via disqualification. I thought it was a no contest. Um, I don't think it was. Uh, I don't think he won. I, I think it was a no contest. See, I don't see how that would be possible. Yeah, I think it was a no contest because um, who was it? Owens. Kevin Owens came yeah. out during the match, but then the actual attack. Owens attacked Cesaro during the match. Yeah, I from what what I was reading, it, they called it a no contest. I mean, they didn't. The referee didn't uh, raise a hand or anything, and they didn't officially call the match. Uh, well, I but just, I, I mean, before we before we get to that. this, the Cesaro Rollins part was a lot of fun. Cesaro was really manhandling Rollins for a good amount of that beginning. He had a bunch of these quick, uh, I what is it? I no quick uh, leg whips. He was doing that a bunch of times to his uh, to Rollins' leg, going for that the big swing, and that's when Owens popped in there. Yeah, but it was a lot of fun to see that quick action. Yeah, right off the bat, I think Cesaro, like the very first move in the match, I think was the leg. Yeah, that was like that's what I'm saying. The first move, Cesaro went for those leg whips and then locked in, tried to go for the sharpshooter, and then he tried to transition to uh, the cross face. I think, but I mean, Cesaro's transitioning is so uh, um, smooth. Yeah, just very, very um, smooth. Yeah. (laughs) Which, by the way, you could, uh, (laughs) if you ever want to hear that song live, you could see Santana. You could also see Rob Thomas. They both perform it live. I want to, I kind of want to hear Rob Thomas sing it. Yeah. I got an email from uh, the Beacon Theater. I like me. I like his song, Lonely, uh, Lonely No More. That's a fantastic song. I love that song. The Beacon Theater emailed me saying, don't miss Rob Thomas at the Beacon Theater. And he's playing with uh, Plain White Tees. I don't want to be lonely no more. I don't want to pay for this. I don't yeah. want to know they love her at my door. Uh, on my lips. All yeah, right. but, but he's playing at the Beacon Theater. He also is playing, uh, he plays Matchbox 20 songs. So that's pretty cool. Unwell. Huh. Right. I guess he was the lead singer of that, right? Uh, yeah. Next up, you had Matadors. Oh, wait. I wanted Drake. to say before I made the observation during this segment, like the whole opening segment, I don't know if you noticed at all, there was white and red confetti falling from the ceiling. I did not notice. And it was falling from the ceiling the whole SmackDown episode. I didn't notice. So I did some digging. And Wiz Khalifa and Fallout Boy were there on uh, July 22nd. Uh-huh. SmackDown was July 28th. During the Wiz Khalifa and Fallout Boy concert, I went onto YouTube, looked it up. They got red and white confetti that blows uh, during the show. So that means that it went up to the air ducts or whatever, wherever it goes up to, into, and nobody... Huh. Nobody cleaned it from 722 to 728. That should have been cleaned. Yeah. <laughs> that should have definitely been cleaned. I was like, why? I was like, looking, I'm like, why is there red and white confetti falling? Yeah. Cesaro sitting there wearing red and white tights, trunks, I should say. Looks like it's matching him, like confetti's falling for him. Uh, next up, you had Matadors and Lucha Dragons defeating Ascension and New Day. 
Uh, um, Biggie Langston and Kofi Kingston. Very good match. Yeah. Very uh, good tag team action. Before that, even, New Day cut an awesome promo again about them becoming tag team champs. Yeah. And um, uh, primetime players on commentary. Yeah, they were on commentary. Talking at points during the promo. I did not like that. Yeah, I don't understand why people do that. Um, what Torito, I was impressed with him. He did that 619 around the uh, uh, the turnbuckle. Yeah. But it looked really cool to Xavier Woods, I believe. Yeah, and then but then Woods caught him. And what do you mean? Woods ended up catching him after he went to go. He, he went to dive onto Xavier no, Woods there was, after that. Uh, oh, I'm talking about the part no, where I, no, 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 I know. He did the 619, he hit him, but then afterwards waited and went to go run up and dive onto him, but Woods caught him, and then that's when Los Matadores both dive, dove out onto Woods, and they did like wow. a, a suicide dive type yeah, of thing. Yeah, Matadores looked really good in this. What I didn't like, though, was the fact that they were there teaming up with Lucha Dragons. Yeah. Because for the longest time, why do I say that on every single show? <laughs> They've been booked as heels. Yeah. So it's like, but I, I mean, I did enjoy seeing them team up, though, because it was cool seeing them do moves where it's like uh, tag in, boom, elbow drop, tag in, uh I don't know what the other Los Matadores did, but then tag into Sin Cara. Sin Cara does his move. So it it was, looked, was it Sin Cara or was that Kalisto? I think Kalisto. I think uh, it was Sin Cara that got tagged in. Oh. Uh, well, I know Kalisto picked up the victory. Yeah. Um, but I feel like at the end, uh, who was that from the Ascension? Victor. Yeah. It looks like he mix, missed his spot because. Oh, really? He what? Got, it looks like he gets knocked off the ring apron, right? Right when he, he gets tagged, then he gets knocked off the ring apron. No. I don't think he was supposed to actually go to the outside of the ring. He was supposed to go into the ring instead of going to the outside and waiting for a little bit because he slid back into the ring to get into the spot to get rolled up by Kalisto. No, no, no. Like wait, 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 wait. Didn't he get – it was Biggie Langston was setting up for that big ending Kofi Kingston DDT spot. Yeah. And Langston had – Kalisto up on his shoulder and then went to tag in Kofi, but Victor tagged himself in. Yes. Got into the ring. No. He didn't actually get into the ring. He got, before he could make his way into the ring, he got punched by uh, Kalisto, I believe. And then he ended up like stand, uh, hitting the floor outside of the ring and standing there for a little bit before getting back into the ring. Oh, wait, and then yeah. when he, he came back in, he was... Yeah, then it was just a quick roll-up. Well, no, Kalisto was on the ground and did yeah. that, the oh, scissor the, Yeah, whip. then he did the scissor, yeah, the head, right. set, the head scissors uh, for the pin. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, right. Next, we saw Rusev cut a little promo on Lana, basically saying that he's ashamed that he ever fell for her. Yeah. They're doing some weird stuff with Rusev. They really are. And uh, the, his next match I found very weird as well. Surprising that it was a longer match. I was I was expecting this to be like five minutes tops. Yeah, Rusev versus Swagger. Rusev picked up the victory. 
But I didn't like how over they were making Swagger compared to Rusev, who was just in the main event scene with uh, <laughs> Cena and all of right, them. And now he's he's in the big storyline with – I mean not big, but he's in a storyline with Ziggler. And now you're going to have him put over Swagger here and there during the match? Yeah, especially and then, when he was up. going – when Rusev had the accolade locked in, Swagger's like getting up. But ultimately, yeah. he gets, I guess, passes out from that. But but the thing I don't like even more is that after the match, uh, Rusev tries to do a little post-match beatdown. And Swagger locks in the Patriot lock on Rusev. Yeah, he hit and the belly, the belly and the Patriot lock. Yeah, Rusev is crying, gets to the ropes, trying to get him off him. And I hate And then they play Swagger off. I think that this is awful. Why are we making Swagger uh, appeal like this? But that's like here and there. Like it's it's they just did it a few weeks ago. I forget who Swagger was facing. Swagger versus who? I just don't like it because of where Rusev was, and now we're going back to Rusev and Swagger again. Stupid. I don't know if it's necessarily that though. Know what I would be interested in? I would be interested in Swagger going anti-American and aligning himself with Rusev. Uh, Sergeant Slaughter called. Yeah. I uh, want I, my country back. I, I think that that would be interesting. I think that would be a good... If if you're not going to put Rusev in the any of the title chases, why not put him into the tag team division? And I think that... Do that with Swagger. Swagger's already a face heelish. Like you don't, he's a tweener. He's supposed to be a heel. Well, no, he's a face. I almost spit my water out. Yeah, he's a face. But I feel like if he, I feel like that slaughter storyline could work for him. And then because next year is an election year, right? Yeah. Or is it this year? You have the return of Donald Trump. Wait, no, it's this year. No, people vote next year, right? No, November. which this year, right? This year. So after that. Happens. We start around what? What November is what? Survivor Series? Around Survivor Series, maybe? Zeb Coulter comes back. What are you doing, Jack Swagger? We the people. And Jack Swagger's like, oh yeah. I we want my are country back. No, I want my country back. USA, USA. So, boom, bada bing, bada boom. You got the, not the realest dude in the room, but you got Jack Swagger turning his back on his country and then. During the presidential election race, you got Jack Swagger being like, no, I, I forgot about USA. And it's next year. Is Two, it? Yeah, 2016. I had to think about that for a little. 2016. Um, oh, yeah. What the heck am I thinking? Yeah, 2016. <laughs> uh, next up, you had Star- So that story doesn't really work, does it? No, it unless you want to, unless you want to stretch out the anti-American thing. <laughs> Next up, you have Stardust defeating r Truth. Um, I was a fan of this match. Oh. I was a fan of the way that Stardust came across with everything with his uh, associations to uh, Oliver Queen, where his finisher is now called the Queen Crossbow. Yeah, well, it's been like that. What do you mean? He's had that since he started that Stephen Amell fetish. Thing. Yeah, but I'm, but I'm I, this is the first time that I'm hearing of it. I like that it's called the Queen Crossbow, uh, based off of Oliver Queen. 
And now he's even stealing his catchphrase saying, you have filled this city. And that's uh, the arrow. That's what he usually, that is what he always says, is you have failed this city. Is, and he said that. Is Cody Rhodes writing his own storyline, or, or is there somebody on the writing staff that's like this comic book nerd that knows this stuff? Uh, I'm going to say that Cody Rhodes probably has a big say in a lot of it. And I'm, I'm, I, like, I like what they're doing with Cody. I like Star- I'm a big fan of Stardust. But as, as far as Stardust defeating R-Truth... I thought that the length of this match was what I was thinking for Rusev versus Swagger. I agree. But uh, before, I, f- I wanted to say, I didn't want to interrupt you, though, when I kind of marked out before when I said uh, with Swagger, where I was going to say you can continue the anti-American thing. Next year's WrestleMania is in Texas, so you could do, forget about the anti-American thing, but you could do a huge uh, Oklahoma versus Texas feud. I don't know if there's like a huge Texan wrestler that could come back or JBL. Yeah, I don't mean JBL versus Swagger is completely unnecessary for WrestleMania, but to have somebody do like Oklahoma versus Texas because they feud. Yeah. Um, JR could be in his corner. All right. Next up, you have Cesaro and Ambrose. Oh, uh, Neville made a save too. Yeah, after um, yeah, Stardust was cutting his little promo and attacked yeah. our truth. Uh, next up, you have Cesaro in the main event of the evening. Cesaro and Ambrose picking up a victory over Owens and Rollins. Uh, Cesaro rolling up Owens for the victory. Yeah, uh, before that, before the match even took place, though, it kind of looked like Cesaro was going to be taking them both on in a handicap match. And uh, right before the bell was going to ring, boom. Dean Ambrose's music hit, and Cesaro looked like, oh, wow, he's coming out. He's going to be my tag team partner. Oh, wow, look at this guy. That was, yeah. That was more close to Sheamus, but far That's off. what I was going for. I was going for Sheamus? Yeah, that's exactly what it, yeah, yeah. that worked. But uh, I liked at, at one point, uh, Owens and Cesaro were fighting on the outside, and Seth Rollins went up to the top rope where I guess he was going to jump off onto them. Dean Ambrose also went up to the top rope. Stupid me thought they were going to go out and like do a double dive onto Cesaro and Owens, but it was just a superplex. Still a cool superplex, I guess. Yeah. I, 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 no, no. I, I, I know the spot that you're talking about, and I actually thought that they were going to be going to the outside of the ring as well. Because it really... The way that they were set up, it looked like it. Now, do we call it a top rope superplex? I call it a superplex. Because I feel like, because then what differentiates that from me being on the middle rope and suplexing somebody off who's on the top rope? Suplex from the turnbuckle? Superplex to me is from the top rope. Yeah, but I feel like they still call that a superplex if it's like middle to top. Uh, I don't know. I refer to anything on the top rope as a superplex. Or super anything? Yeah. Super Huracurana, super power bomb. Super pedigree? Super pedigree. Just Pepsi kidding. plunge. Yeah. Or the soda plunge if you're playing a WWE video game. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, it was, it was a good match between the four of them. It really was. It was a lot of... A lot of action. Yeah, Owens went to hit the pop-up powerbomb on Dean Ambrose, but Cesaro 
pushed Dean Ambrose like completely out of the way and or not did he even push Ambrose? No, Ambrose was there, so he pushed Owens out of the way, basically, and then quickly rolled them up for the victory. Yeah. Uh, I think that this entire anything that like with Cesaro Owens, I'm a big fan of this storyline. Yeah, because it's something uh, fresh. Yeah, I love it. Um, I was just going to add in there that they had a Becky Lynch showcase that aired during SmackDown as well. Uh, I thought it was really cool, especially with this Diva revolution. We mentioned before about Becky Lynch really coming in hot, coming in strong, looking really good, picked up a victory in her Raw debut, uh, and just and looking to be that top star in the Divas division. I love how they referred to her, like they went back to her roots. They showed pictures of her with Natalia, uh, her from Shimmer. They showed her in Japan. And then she goes on to say how she aligned herself with Paige because she's known Paige since Paige was 13 years old. And it, it was pretty cool to watch. Very yeah. interesting. Yeah, definitely uh, cool to see an insight into somebody that's not – that hasn't been on the main roster yeah, as as much as other people have. I'm curious to see if they're ever going to make mention of as Finn Balor being her trainer. I'm very curious at that. He trained her. Yeah, overseas he was her. He was her trainer. Huh. Uh, back in the day. That's so cool. yeah. All right. Um, I guess some WWE news. Y2J Chris Jericho was talking on his podcast. And made mention that he will be coming to an end with the WWE, as he usually does. Um, Dude, Chris Jericho is going to be on the Kiss Cruise. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So if you guys don't know what a Kiss Cruise is, it's Kiss on a cruise. (laughs) (laughs) So, Yeah. uh, I think it's Fozzie, and I want to say Steel Panther. I'm not sure. I keep on hearing about Steel Panther. From like Jericho and stuff, I, I don't, I'm not familiar with them, but I want to check them out. But Jericho said his last date, it's gonna be the uh, that their Mexican tour, Mexican tour, jeez, their Me- uh, tour of Mexico, uh, October 16th to October 18th. Yeah, I know Jericho. They announced, uh, or I think Jericho announced that that he'll be wrestling the Garden House Show, which will be celebrating the 25th anniversary. Of uh, him in the business, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. Which, I guess, speaking of that house show, Brock Lesnar was announced for it. Yeah. So, so there's internet rumors that the MSG house show on October 3rd will be a WWE Network. It will be very interesting. Yeah, because Brock Lesnar, the only other time that Lesnar worked a live event was Japan. Yeah. So Um, Also, uh, Alicia Fox was reported as to suffered a concussion, a mild concussion on Raw. So hopefully everything is all right with her. If not, that Bella twin uh, uh, duo, uh, they may need a third person to be involved with them. Yeah, maybe Natalia's going to come back. Or maybe maybe this is when Eva Marie comes up. She'll come up using the sliced red number two. I'm a fan of that name, especially with her association with uh, Spanky. So, yeah. Um, Some other outside the ring news. Uh, in 
the whole Hulk Hogan situation. He was supposed to be on the Australia tour, but he got replaced. Everyone was like, oh, Ric Flair's going to be going to Australia and replacing Hulk Hogan, but no, it's not Ric Flair. Alex Riley. It's the heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels. Oh. So that, that'd be cool, I guess. Uh, I yeah, guess I mean, when was the last time Hulk... Jeez. When was the uh, last Sean time Hulk... Hulk he's selling my grandmother. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, seriously, when was the last time HBK was there? Um, so that's really cool to check out. Um, also, you have Layla. Layla L. Layla L? Yep. That's her last name, yep. Layla L, she uh, announced that she will be retiring from pro wrestling uh, after her long career. So Yeah, she was a Diva Search winner and went on to become Diva's champion, women's champion on separate two separate occasions. Yeah, she um, was she was co women's champion with Michelle McCool. Yeah. And uh, I think if you really look back on Layla's career, she was really like a solid, somebody solid who was there and... Yeah, she she definitely was. I mean, I think... But like good, like she was... I think she had her high moments, then she had her low moments. Right. Like she, but she obviously put the time in and effort to learn how to work. Yeah. So I think that's really cool. Especially because she came from the Diva Search. She's not Christy Hemme. Yeah. I mean, um, tons of offense, I guess, to Christy Hemme because she can't wrestle. But um, Is there any other news to speak of WWE-wise? I feel like, oh, Sunny. Sunny. No, we already discussed that. There's not more Sunny news, is there? Yeah, she was, I think, uh, it was, she was, let's see, she missed her court date. She skipped out on it or something like that. Where she has received three uh, arrests within the past like few uh, months, or three arrests, or fines, or something. One of them being a DWI, I think. But just wild stuff with Sonny again. How many times? Like, it, it's just how long until this person gets her name revoked from the WWE after all the stuff that she's going through? Like. And then she's tarnishing all of the other the current female roster in the WWE. Is I don't know. I feel like she's very trashy. Yeah. Well, uh, moving on to something that's not so trashy. WWE announced. We discussed this last week. We discussed the WWE survey that they sent out about WWE 2K16. It was announced this week that if you pre-order the game. As a bonus, two characters, you will get Terminator 1 and 2, or whatever model number they are. I never saw the movies. The only thing ever related to Terminator that I saw was Terminator 4D at Universal Studios. So, Yeah, it's very uh, interesting to see him uh, in the game. If I'm not mistaken, is he the first, uh, I guess, non-WWE employee in a video game? Or at least since the... <laughs> Old video games? What, what, what do you consider old video games, first of all? I'd like to know that. Like, they have, they had, like, abstract characters and stuff in, like, the WWE Attitude games. And, and even in, like, the WCW games, they always had that. No, because remember in SmackDown 2, maybe? Limp Biscuit, Fred Durst was in it? 
Really? Yeah, Fred Durst was in a WWE video game, came out in a, in the red Cadillac or whatever it was, doing the rolling, moving his arm and stuff. That's so sad. Well, I think it was to for them to be able to use Roland as his theme song. But uh, uh, they've had non-characters like within their storyline. Like there was Tony the Soldier in one year. But oh like, yeah, but nobody. Um, no, no, no. One I know is Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, I think yeah, I think you're forgetting somebody, David. I think you're forgetting somebody from uh, WWE 13. Yeah, with a big part of the Attitude Era. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> it it was Mike Tyson, by the way. So. Oh. Yeah, but uh, right now moving on. We're going to go to a musical interlude from Good Guy, Bad Guy. It will be called She Said Yes. And we'll be right back here on Marking Out. She said yes by good guy, bad guy. Um, they're a three-piece band out of Indianapolis, Indiana. And uh, it's like a rock mixed with some punk. And uh, I appreciate you guys submitting it. You could follow them on or like them on Facebook, facebook.com slash good guy, bad guy music, all one word. And uh, check them out. Yeah, thank you very much. If you would like your music played on our podcast, all you have to do is email us at markingout1 at gmail.com. Shoot us an email with your MP3s of what in your little spiel that you want us to say on the podcast, and 
will do it. So thank you very much once again. Uh, all right, so we did covered sports entertainment already. So what about we cover some pro wrestling? Uh, some pro wrestling took place, such as NYWC Trust No One, uh, took place the other night at the NYWC Sportatorium in Deer Park, New York. Um, you had a ton of matches. Some of these matches, you had JT Kaysen picking up a victory over the product, David Starr. What's the what's the deal with Juicy Product? Are they not? Uh, no, no, they're not together. They're feuding in CZW at the current time. Oh. Yeah. Well, you also have Angelo Andrews and Aiden Bale defeating Brother Club in a huge upset. Uh, this goes back from the, the past two events where Angelo Andrews has been taking the spot of the Brother Club. Brother Club taking exception to that. Um, and after the, much, after the match, Brother Club uh, double-teamed Angelo, smashing his arm with the chair. Uh, so hopefully Angelo Andrews is all right. And we hopefully uh, the next card we'll see Angelo Andrews, Angelo Andrews getting his revenge on them. They also had DJ Hyde picking up the victory against Monster Mac, Suntan Superman, Mike Magnum, and Rory Gulak in a furious five-way match. Uh, the Premier Gods won a two out of three falls match against the Beaver Boys. That had to have been a really fun match to see. I mean, yeah. I, I mean all of them are fun to see, but I, I feel like when you're there live... It's safe to say everyone marks out for uh, for the Beaver Boys versus Premier Gods. But it's like, first of all, like when I first started all veterans. Going, yeah, when I first started going to the indie wrestling shows, I like I can't even count in my head. At least I can't count. Yeah, how many times I've seen Alex Reynolds versus Tony Nese, and every single time brought the house down. Yeah. So when. Companies like House of Hardcore and the one that was in uh, Staten Island, I think it was, the what was it, FWE? Or whoever uh -huh. it was, yeah, they yeah, started yeah. using Nice, they started using Reynolds more and more, and now, yeah, uh, yeah and PWG. now everybody, yeah, PWG, and everybody is where they are, and it's, I wish they were in WWE, but as far as yeah. independent wrestling goes, it's such a cool thing to see them wrestle and see where they are today because literally we've seen Alex Reynolds when he was the what is it yours truly Alex Reynolds but before that Max oh, Maxwell yeah. Belvedere yeah. or something yeah so it's like we've been seeing this oh, for we've so seen long. Tony Nese with long hair which many people who know Tony don't even realize that he used to have long hair because they met him after yeah. Which is just crazy, too. But uh, Next up, you had the A-listers picking up the victory over uh, Joe Attell, Ian Aldwin, and the other uh, Mike Verna. Uh, Mike Verna um, in a cuffed and caged match. That match looked super cool. Yeah, Ian Aldwin ended up having the key and turned on Joe Attell and his team and his teammates, letting himself out of the cuffs and... Complete turn, aligned himself with the A-listers. So interesting turn of events with that one. Uh, we also, or they also, saw Willow Nightingale, Sammy Pickles, and Brooke Danielle 
picking up the victory against Rick Cataldo, Monique, and Aria Cadenza. Quick, what is it? It's Brooke Danielle. I'm not you. Uh, that is true. Say it again. Brooke Danielle. No, I was going to say, say, oh. quick, what is it? Quick, what is it? Brooke Daniel. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> dang it. God dang it. Um, Shoots and berries. <laughs> yeah, I've said that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you have said that. Yeah. Um. Next up, you had the big O teaming up with Jesse Vane to defeat King Mega and Apollyon. Yeah. We had Joe Gacy retaining the Fusion Championship against Tyler Murphy. Talon, that's the other person that he left at. Okay. Oh. Joe Tal Talon, Ian Aldwin, and Mike Verna. There you go. Uh, but during the Fusion Championship match, the referee's back was turned, and CJ Bambino sucker punched J Row or Tyler Murphy behind the geez. ref's back, and boom, Joe Gacy retained. Tyler Murphy, I he just keeps on. I want to see him as Fusion Champion. I I mean, I want to see him get his revenge on Gacy. Yeah. Um. Next up, you had Flawless and Lawless. Blake uh, Rex Lawless and Blake Morris taking on Milk Chocolate for the Tag Team Championships. We have a new Tag Team Champions of NYWC being Flawless and Lawless. The first referee was taken out of the match. Second referee came in for the count, but only counted to two. So that uh, so they took him out. Wait. Yeah, they took him out, and then the original referee came back into yeah, the match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Counted the three. Came back around. Boom, one, two, three. Flawless and so, Lawless. One, two, yeah, three. congratulations to Flawless and Lawless. Well-deserved. I'm happy that they finally uh, brought Flawless and Lawless together. Uh, they were teaming up a little bit on the East Coast. Still are. I mean, they're, they are currently the consecutive. Would you, no, not consecutive. What? Maybe you would say consecutive. They're the tag team that holds the championships in both – Five bar wrestling. And That's true. MYWC. Yes, that is true. So, yeah. Next up, you had your main event. Yeah, we had Stockade taking on Drew Gulak. And uh, Stockade picked up the victory there. And uh, I guess after the match, there was an open challenge that Stockade laid out, and Big O came out, only to be jumped by Apollyon and King Mega. And. Uh, that was when they when they revealed that it was going to be Big O versus King Mega at the next shot at the next show to earn a title shot at Stockade. The number one contendership on the line. Yeah, uh, and next, hotter than hell, August twenty yeah. seventh. Make sure you're there, NYWC Sportatorium in Deer Park, New York. Another, NY I was going to say sorry. Another yeah. another Thursday show. Yeah, NYWCWrestling.com. Um, go check them out. Go support them. Uh, talking about support, uh, Suffolk Wrestling Alliance took place. You had a f bunch of uh, matches taking place. The collector, Johnny Malloy, took uh, took on your hero, Mike Magnum, picked up the victory by disqualification. Uh, de disqualification yeah, used the chair, chair. chair right in front of the referee's eyes. Messed up. Yeah. We, um, then they continued to beat down the former Pride champion, Johnny Mal uh, Malloy. Until Smiley of the Revolution came out. Which, I guess, set up a match there. 
because the Revolution then teamed up and took a took a victory over the Pancake Nightmare. Yeah, uh, you also had Tattooed Violence uh, made their SWA debut as they proved too much to be for uh, too much for the A listers to contain Kono and Absolute Alvin. Uh, this was the return of Len Oddity, who hasn't been in SWA for a little bit of time. And then in our main event, we saw the rogue Anthony Gangone in a lumberjack match, successfully defending his Pride Championship against Indigo Child, formerly known as Deranged. Yeah, so Anthony Gangone, still your Pride Champion in SWA. Next up, um, co- upcoming, August 9th uh, in Qu- at Queensboro Elks Lodge in Elmhurst, New, Jer- uh, New Jersey. Elmhurst, you, you New York. <laughs> literally, every time you say Elmhurst, when you go to say New York for Elmhurst, it's always Elmhurst, New Jersey. Yeah, Elmhurst, New York. Um, Marvelous Perusu USA. Go check them out. This is a promotion of Japanese Joshi legend Chigusa, uh, Chigusa Nagayo. Um, and it's going to be a, it looks to be a really fun card. The ring announcer is going to be yours truly, Larry Mercer. What was the, the documentary called? Was it, it was oh, Geisha? Yeah, Geisha Girls. I think it was that. Um, that's like the the hard hitting Yeah, the dropkick to the face. That documentary was just completely mind blowing. Yeah. If you guys have never seen it, go watch that on YouTube. Yeah. You'll have like you'll be blown away with how hard they train there. Yeah. Um some of these matches that you have, you have uh, they just announced Rex Lawless on the card, taking on Cheeseburger of Ring of Honor. Uh, Patrick Clark's also going to be there from Tough Enough. Yeah, he's going to be in that triple threat match. Yeah, triple threat match with uh, Leo Rush and David Starr. Yeah, the product David Starr. Patrick Clark, I believe this is his first match off of uh, Tough Enough. Uh, you're, yeah, you're also going to be having uh, Deanna Perrazzo and Brittany Blake. Teaming up to take on Rick Cataldo and Eddie McQueen. You got Sumi Sakai taking on Penelope Ford. I love Sumi Sakai. She's so sweet. Yeah. Um, you're also going to be having DJ Hyde team up with Rory Gulak to take on Nate Carter and David McCall. Is there a relation there? Where? Gulak. Yeah. Brother or? Uh, brothers, I think. Huh. Maybe. And, uh, uh, yeah. I, I'm assuming this will probably be be the main event. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think it is. Uh, you got Chigusa Nagayu teaming up with Papadon to take on Takumi Iroha, Iroha and uh, Watanabe. Yeah, so go check them out. Go support them. This is their debut event on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Marvelous Proso. USA. I hate that, like, it's always, we always struggle so much to pronounce Japanese wrestling. I know, and it's, we don't mean any disrespect at all. Yeah. Um, yeah, we are always, if you know the correct pronunciation of anything, please let, let us know, inform us. <laughs> I um, always, I always feel like, I, 
I'm like, I'm always like, please tell me the correct way to pronounce this. Yeah, consider us your ring announcers. We need you to, uh, we have the card, we have your name on the card, just let us know how to say it. Um, and then I sit for like 10 minutes listening to the, the Apple Mac say yeah. it over and over again, and sometimes that isn't correct, so then I botch. And... But if for everyone that's on Twitter, it's at Marvelous Pro. Oh, no, no, no. Don't follow at Marvelous Pro. Follow at Marvelous Pro. So Marvelous Spell P- it, though. Yeah. Marvelous P-U-R-O. And the Facebook, facebook.com slash Marvelous P-U-R-O-R-E-S-U-U-S-A. Which I think um, that is the Purosu is the pro wrestling in Japan. Yeah, I believe so too. You also got Willow Nightingale. NYWC student on the show. So go support this promotion. Go support all these promotions. Yeah, definitely just go out there and, and support all the independent wrestling. We say this all the time. Go out there to your local independent wrestling companies. Kevin's, Kevin Owens wasn't always Kevin Owens. Seth Rollins wasn't always Seth Rollins. Daniel Bryan wasn't always Daniel Bryan. Sam Punk wasn't always... Oh, Yeah, well, Sam Punk was always Sam Punk. But yeah. Sam Punk wasn't always... The global domination CM Punk. So but also, always go out there, support your local independent wrestling. Yeah, talking about support, CGW Retribution taking place August 8th at the Flyer Skate Zone in Voorhees, New Jersey. You could see Joey Janela taking on JT, John, uh, JT Dunn. Of, uh, of the Jung Dragons. Yeah. <laughs> Sozio versus Ryan Gallione. Um, you're gonna have that marvelous Peruso USA showcase matchup. Um, yes. You're gonna have for the, wrestling for the first time. I think in I think they said 27 years. Yeah, uh, you're gonna have the CZW Wire Championship on the line. Tim Dunst versus Frankie Picard. So much more. Matt Tremont uh, and a lot more. Just go check it out. CZWrestling.com. I, I, I was talking about Chigusa Nagayu wrestling for I think for the first time in 27 years. I don't All know. Right. I, don't, I think that was at CZW and not the. She's not. She's not wrestling on this card. She's not wrestling at CZW. No, oh, no. Wait. Oh. oh, wait. No, no, no. I lied. She is. She's teaming up with Watabi. Right. Okay. So when when is that? That's the this ninth? is on the eighth. Oh yeah. Okay. So the eighth, and then the ninth she she wrestles also. So yeah. So definitely check out both events. Yeah, go support, once again, support indie wrestling. And, and look her up. Look her up, and then there's like a highlight reel and everything. You'll see, like, so hard-hitting. If, if you get tweeted at by Mick Foley and you are you have the respect of Mick Foley, you know that you've done something that this person's worth uh, checking out. Absolutely. Hey, Dave. Got any shameless plugs? Shameless plugs. Thank you very much to the following people for promoting us in the week of professional wrestling. Uh, go follow Montreal Broski at MTL Broski. It's good it's old. hard it's hard not to say at Montreal Broski, right? Yeah, good old, <laughs> good old Eric. I uh, also go check out Evan at Evan Bordner One, John at Mister John Faust. Jasmine at Reverse NM Saj and the Power Surge at the Power Surge. Um, 
Also, as I as we read earlier on the podcast, uh, submission from Chase in regards to uh, Roddy Piper's passing. Um, you could read a lot more about his thoughts, his views, and his feelings about this uh, this huge loss in professional wrestling in the world. Uh, you could go check out his. He has a blog up at wrestlingheads.com. So go check it out over there. Uh, once again, thank you, Chase, for your submission and your email. Um, also, go check out Monster Factory Pro Wrestling taking place August 8th in Paulsboro, New Jersey. Uh, you're going to be seeing the tag team champions, Nick Camarado and Billy Damiani, uh, teaming up. Uh, you're also going to be seeing in the main event, the champion, Matt Riddle taking on the former champion, Luis Martinez. Uh, you can check out monsterfactory.org. And yeah, that's about it. Brandon, do you have any shout outs? Brandon's shout outs gonna make you pregnant. First shout out goes to Grand Theft Auto 5. Uh, I recently started to play it again, and it's still such a, a good game. I mean, are you a fan of that series? I am a fan of that series. Yeah, so if you haven't played it by now, go out and go pick it out. Uh, next up goes to Cheesecake Factory's newest cheesecake flavor, that being salted caramel. A little salty, a little sweet. Uh, I really like cheesecake, and uh, I hope everyone else does it too. Yeah, cheesecake's always good. Yeah, and uh, and it's a new flavor, so check it out. And uh, last shout-out goes to the movie Staten Island Summer. Never heard of it. Yeah, well, it just came out on Netflix. You could check it out there. You can't, but everybody else <laughs> who has Netflix. Everybody can. else that's, like, up to date. <laughs> yeah, Colin Jost from SNL wrote the whole movie, so it's got a Ooh. ton of Colin Jost. He does Weekend Update now, but he was, he's been a writer on SNL for years. I don't know him. Yeah, but he's been a writer there. I think he's been a writer for years. But check it out. There's tons of SNL guys. Fred Armisen's in it. I know him. Yeah, and a, a bunch of others. Bobby Moynihan. Big I know him. Big pro wrestling fan there. Not a fan of him, though. Uh, to each their own. But I enjoyed it. It was your typical like teenage, coming of age, going to college, last big party of the summer movie. Oh, did uh, that Netflix show come on yet? The, yeah, uh, it just came out the same day, July 31st. I didn't watch it yet. Really? Wet Hot American Summer. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really want to watch that. Yeah, check it out. Judah Freelander's in it. The whole cast, Amy Poehler. That's uh, amazing that they got the Molly cast Shannon. back together for... Yeah, and it's a prequel. Did it's you know a prequel? That? <laughs> yeah, so it's even more funny because, first of all, when Wet Hot American the, Summer... I got the janitor. Let me just... When Wet Hot American Summer came out in the first place, it was, they were already like mad old, it seemed. Yeah. So it's even more funny because it's before the movie. That's hilarious. So they're even older looking now. I love like, the janitor. No, not the janitor, the cook. Yeah, Chris. is it Chris Milani? Oh, I, I don't from, know. From Law and Order, right? Wasn't he the cook or was oh. he the detective or something? Law and Order. Yeah. 
I'm pretty sure it was him. No, he. I think he may have been on Wing. No, a cop show, not Law and Order. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was Christopher Maloney that played the chef. Was it? I'm almost certain. I know he, he was the... in that movie. Huh. That's interesting. I, if it is, I did not know that at all. Yeah, I think it was him. But it was funny because even like the... Uh... He's that like tall? I don't know, I guess. Okay, keep it going. It, in one of the trailers, when they showed like the little kids that were doing the arts and crafts, they're now the age they are, <laughs> but like they're still they're the young kids. <laughs> it's so funny. I, I can't wait to watch it. I can't wait wait to watch that. And uh, the second season of BoJack Horseman is on Netflix now. So get Netflix go. and uh, start watching some good shows. Yeah. Not not you personally, but to anybody. No, we know who you're talking about. Yeah, now it's, uh, let's move on to... Ow. Our. Our. Moment of the Week. This week's Markout Moment of the Week has to go to uh, the, the um, commercial that they released. For Arnold Schwarzenegger being in the Terminator, being in the WWE 2K16 video game, it was really cool. They went complete back to Terminator 2. No, Terminator, yeah, Terminator 2 style uh, with the Justine Ambrose page. It was really, really cool. Yeah, what was it, a shot-for-shot scene except replacing the people with WWE superstars and divas? Yeah, for the, for the most part, with the stealing of the jacket of Dean Ambrose. Um, I'm pretty positive that scene was all from Teenage, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, <laughs> Somebody watches the product. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty positive that was from Terminator 2. Oh, you know what we didn't even speak about this week? What? Tough enough. Oh, yeah. All right. So let's talk about that real quick during our mark on one of the week, right? Yeah, because instead of it being Hulk Hogan as the judge, he is now replaced by Miz. And uh, Byron Saxton took over for Miz on Tough Talk. But, yeah. But, yeah. And then my tweet appeared on Tough Talk. And it like, oh, why does Byron Saxton have to host? Why can't Miz do both? Yeah, so Brendan marked out for that, so it worked out. No, 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 I didn't mark out. Yeah, I, he, so, I was so embarrassed that that of all tweets made Yeah, it. but you marked over me. No, I didn't. I really didn't. That. I really didn't mark, yeah, mark for that. But, no, I didn't. But it came down to uh, Amanda. It came down to ZZ. And it came down to Mata. Yeah, ZZ was awful this week. Why awful? In that ring with that challenge. What was the challenge again? Uh, with the overcoming the noise. That wasn't in the ring, though. Oh, they showed on YouTube. They they were uh, in the ring. Oh, right, right, right. And they played the, the loudspeaker. Yeah. They played the crowd over the loudspeaker. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but ZZ continues clearly to be the most popular. He had the most votes, followed by Mata, followed by Amanda. I, I'm still surprised that Mata was there. Miz, well, Mata was in there, got put in there by someone. By Miz. But Miz, Miz put in Mata, 
he Daniel was Bryan my choice. He a, was my pick for winning last I, week. Yeah, Daniel Bryan put in Amanda and Paige put in ZZ. Yeah, last ZZ, week I. Yep, last, last week. week him. Last week I picked Mata for the win. So there goes that. Yes. Yeah, so uh, ZZ had the most, and then Amanda had the least. Except Miz used the save. Yeah, to Miz everyone's surprise, save. especially and, Paige. And then, uh, yeah, and Miz's whole thing was because Amanda's hot. Yeah, I'm sure uh, Maurice and, appreciated that. Yeah. Well. And um, and uh, Paige was pissed off, saying, "How could you use your save for her?" She can't yeah. wrestle. He goes, none of them can wrestle. It's only been six weeks. Yeah. But uh, he goes, why didn't you use your save for Mata? And she said, I thought that I was going to, or I thought that he was going to get voted to stay or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, I'm really, but, I, I think that we're going to see Mata at some point. Yeah, hopefully um, he gets signed to a WWE contract to a uh, NXT developmental deal, I should say. Yeah. Well, now I think I'm going to be going with uh, potentially Tanner. Uh, I'm going to stick to Yeti. All right. <laughs> Can't really do that Yeti call, but I got yeah. half down. There he does go. like two tones. I can't do it. Oh, he has a lot of... <laughs> yeah, I can't do it. I must Who is that, so Seth Rogen? <laughs> what? Sounds like Seth Rogen. Who is that Seth Rogen? Man. This sounds like Seth Rogen over here. It really doesn't, but <laughs> I got that laugh down, kind of. <laughs> All right. So that is our episode, Marking Out. 234. That is the correct number. Check us out on Twitter at Marking Out, at BTTG161, at Dave the Rave underscore M-O. You can like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Marking Out. Go to MarkingOut.com, listen to past episodes, listen to present episodes, leave questions, leave comments. We answer and read every single thing on the podcast, online listening experience. Why is he saying that again? I don't know. Why is he talking to himself? He doesn't know. I don't know, but we should definitely put over our t-shirts, which people should be buying from ProWrestlingTees.com slash MarkingOut. Yeah. And Twitter, twitter.com slash marking out, Facebook, facebook.com slash marking out. We wish you the <laughs> best of luck in your future, future endeavors. endeavors. Have I love you with all my...